Welcome to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast presented by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, April Stearns. Each week for the next year, you'll hear an essay from our book read by the author. Igniting the Fire Within is a collection of stories of healing, hope, and humor, offering an insider's view into today's young breast cancer community. We compiled 50 essays for people diagnosed in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. There is medicine for each of us in these stories, whether you've been personally diagnosed with cancer or not. Wildfire stories in general, but especially the ones you'll hear from Igniting the Fire Within, are stories of transformation. Our storytellers experienced a shift in perspective as a result of something that happened to them. And the cancer diagnosis was not the thing that happened, or it wasn't the only thing. The cancer diagnosis was merely the catalyst for later changes that led our writers to understand deep truths about the world. Each one of them learned lessons that showed them what it is to live, not just survive, in the glare of cancer. We believe deeply that the stories that change us aren't so much about what happened as they are about what came next. And hearing those stories, true stories of transformation, that's what ignites the fire within each of us. A listener note before we dive in, cancer is a salty business and sometimes talking about it and the aftermath requires salty language. Listener discretion is advised. Today's storyteller is Claire Lee. Claire is a sustainable procurement professional in the aviation industry. She lives in Montreal, Quebec, and in her 40s, she was diagnosed with stage 4 ERPR positive breast cancer. Here is Claire reading her essay, My Inner Voice. The only thing more difficult than the unhealthy relationships in my life was the unhealthiest one that existed inside my head. I could never pinpoint exactly when it started, but for as long as I remembered, my inner voice never had my back. It never cheered me on, it never helped me feel better, and it never comforted me when I needed it most. Spending time on and off in therapy sessions when I could afford them, I ended up making do with who I was and picked up tricks to get by, creating routines, finding minimal stability in my life. My inner voice never nurtured me. However, it did teach me to persevere and run towards challenges in the face of adversity. It always reminded me that there was no one else in my life that will get me from point A to B. On November 1st, 2018, while in a meeting at work, I walked into the hallway and casually picked up the call from my doctor who confirmed my suspicious lump was indeed cancer. This open cubicle floor plan is not conducive for these kinds of calls. As my body froze, my eyes desperately searched for a hiding place, and any words he said after cancer did not register. In this moment, I felt my entire being sever into two. My mind desperately needed to hold things together in front of my colleagues, and my physical body was sobbing uncontrollably while my hands were grasping at my own shoulders, trying to self-hug my fears away. My colleagues stood by stunned. I lived a relatively open life and almost my entire life was intertwined with the medical system because I lived with invisible autoimmune conditions, but I had said nothing about cancer. For years, my colleagues watched my condition move from invisible to visible as my mobility slipped away. 
They stood by me when I fought openly for my independence by way of a hip replacement surgery that gave me my first new lease on life. The operation on November 1st, 2016 took place two years to the day prior to having breast cancer diagnosed. Breast cancer was the topic of every rabbit hole I fell into for months before diagnosis and for a year after. I needed to know everything I could know about it, and I needed to know what it meant for me with all my other medical issues. I needed to process the information I was receiving faster. I needed to ask questions, and I needed to do this right. But it wasn't right. Every bit of information I received left me stunned, and I didn't know what to ask. I didn't know what I wanted to know. All I knew was that I didn't know enough, and I didn't know how to ask about what I didn't know. I also knew that I was different, but like every other patient out there with breast cancer, we are all different. We all arrived at this moment, and while sharing breast cancer, our ethnicities, our medical backgrounds, our lifestyles, we were all different. While we are special, we are also not special, and having autoimmune diseases did not make me special, but I needed to be heard, I needed to be seen, and I needed to know that whatever I chose that I made the considerations for me and my lifestyle and my situation. I also needed a different relationship with my inner voice. My inner voice constantly challenged my own well-being and cast self-doubt. And in a lot of real face-to-face situations, I ended up not standing up for me. Throughout my treatment, I courageously changed doctors twice, not because they were terrible and incompetent. I walked away from them because in my gut, I did not and could not foresee a partnership in planning my treatment comfortably. I did not feel like they cared about my specific concerns and I did not feel heard. I'd never contested doctors before. I never knew that I could stand up for myself in such a way and while it was the right thing to do, it left me feeling uncertain, guilty, and with a sense of dread. Both doctors told me that they were the best. Were they? And did I just lose access to the best because of a gut feeling? I've been navigating the medical system on my own for most of my life. Looking back on my experiences prior to this, I never advocated for myself simply because I didn't know I could or how. My family passed on to me what they understood about the medical system. We don't question their advice. We follow their directives. They know what's best for you. My inner voice perpetuated this. You are not a doctor. You did not study medicine. Who do you think you are to question them? You're not comfortable because you are you. I never wondered if this was right or wrong, the way a doctor spoke to me. If someone was rude to me, it was always passed as poor bedside manner, and it never occurred to me that I should be respected. I never thought about why I was treated poorly before. I assumed that was just the way it was, and it was through these experiences that I found better fits and doctors that were kind to me. The long version of my cancer story brought about many twists and turns, including some unlucky situations, such as an OR E. coli infection from the bilateral mastectomy and reconstruction, resulting in an explant of my implant, then a mere two years later, the remaining implant rupturing, and the recurrence in the form of a lesion in my liver. The short version involves survival. Cancer creates two paths, simplified into either surviving and living, or not surviving and dying. Choosing to try and survive by following a treatment plan that was laid out for me while mentally battering myself is not actually living. It wasn't that I didn't know how to be kind. My friends and family would tell you that while I was stubborn at times, that my heart was always in the right place, 
But in my darkest moments in my head, I needed to escape and talk to someone else because I couldn't even handle my own inner monologue. Was this truly living? It dawned on me that surviving cancer was one thing, but that my inner voice was slowly drowning my spirit and holding me back from inner peace. I realized that if I was going to go through chemotherapy, repeated surgeries, seven since my bilateral mastectomy, radiation and targeted therapy, not to mention future treatments from metastatic breast cancer, I can only survive this with a healthy internal relationship with me. I cannot live without my inner voice. It's imperative that it must be helpful instead of hurtful. My strength today isn't just from surviving breast cancer, though. It's through the difficult work of self-advocacy and recognition of my own value. It is asking myself honestly, after all of this, do I want to continue cutting myself down when all I need is to be lifted? It is about being completely self-aware that I have all the capacity and capability to be kind to others, that it is time to do this work to reflect this inward. While I'm still living out my cancer story today, I believe that it is by living through all the ups and downs of cancer, finding a solid foundation in friends and family, and the coping tools that are provided to cancer patients in Canada, such as therapy, that I can allow myself some space and time to be able to challenge and change my inner voice. Today, it has almost been a year since I last heard my inner voice be unkind to me. Most nights before bed, I hear myself celebrating that I made it through another day and that tomorrow is another opportunity to truly live. I'm April Stearns, and you've been listening to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn. Check us out at wildfirecommunity.org to order your copy of the book so you can read along each week. You'll also find our magazine and storytelling workshops there. Big thanks to our producer, Bill Smith of Shoe Production, and our production assistant, Monica Haro. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. If you like what you hear, tell your best friend, tell your mom, tell your oncologist. I mean, really, tell everyone you know. Or head into your podcast app and leave us a starred review to help others find their way to igniting their own fire within. Ooh.